The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from podcaster and sex and intimacy coach, Leah Carey. Y'all, where has this year gone? This is nuts, isn't it? I mean, things move really fast around the holidays. Everybody has lots of parties. Everybody has lots of, um, I'm supposed to go to a clown Christmas gathering tomorrow night with clowns and you don't bring your own cookies they provide the cookies which is unusual to me usually I go to things like mega cookie smackdown where it's a contest and everybody brings their homemade cookies but this one is just clowns serving you cookies I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to that party however because I'm preparing to go on tour I've been half reticent to talk about it And I also can't stop talking about it because I just didn't know if it was actually going to happen. Putting together a tour is hard, impossibly hard. You get venues, maybe you have venues. I just found out one of my dates is probably changing because the venue changed it. And when the tickets aren't on sale yet and they control the tickets, you kind of do what the hell they tell you to do, right? Today, I'm getting ready to go over to a friend's house who is going to help me outfit Edna the minivan for a cross-country trip. That's right, I'm an idiot. I'm driving across the country in January. There's several things going on with the van that have to be fixed. The engine seems great, it hasn't passed smog, it needs a new piece, costs $1,300, I bought it, but there's a 45-day back order on it, so will everything be ready in time? I don't know. I'm just acting as if. That's all I can do. If you're the sort of person who likes listening to the podcast and likes to help out, here's what I'd love to ask of you. I don't want to sleep in the back of the van in January in the Midwest. That sounds terrible to me. I live in San Francisco. My feet are freezing right now and I'm sitting in front of a heater and I'm wearing a sweater and I'm still icy cold. So I'm hoping that friends will offer me a guest room as I go across the country. Not sure of my route just yet, but if you're a fan and you've got a guest room that has a bathroom somewhere in your house, not an outhouse, an indoor bathroom, then I'd love for you to email me and let me know what city you're in or what town you're in because I'm plotting it right now. I have one place so far from a friend I've known for years, my first storytelling teacher, but the rest of it is completely up in the air. And it's happening in January, which is happening soon. I'd love to do most of my driving during the day 
take it at a reasonable pace, calm down, sit, have dinner, talk to people, and I'm sure do a lot of work from the road because there's so many things still being put together for this tour. But my dream venue is working out in a lot of ways. And you are going to be so impressed if you're on the East Coast with the show that we're putting together. I just talked to a storyteller in Pittsburgh. The first time I met him at Camp John Waters, I was like, this, this person is perfect for body. And today he said yes. So storytellers are coming together. Malena's jumping in on the tour. Dirty Lola from Netflix and HBO and Vice is jumping in on the tour. Oh, and Reed Mahalko is coming in on the tour at some point too. So people who've been on my stage for a decade are popping in to be part of Body on the East Coast. And I'm also working on Body in the Midwest and adding dates. We'll see if that happens because at this point, it's not up to me. It's up to the venue getting back to me. Have I said it enough? That's the hardest fucking part. But I have this amazing team of friends. I've hired a business manager and Andy has been a dream come true. My best friend, Lil P, is really good on logistics and travel. She's taking over that. I'm waiting to see if I have an executive assistant that I can have a few hours from. And it's coming together. I'm unraveling, but it's coming together. So today, I'm headed out, and I'm going to get my RSV vaccine, and I'm going to get my flu vaccine, and I'm probably going to lose a couple days to that. Because whenever I've gotten a COVID booster or whenever I've gotten you know, a flu vaccine, it usually takes me out for at least one day. And it's really hard to plan having a day of doing nothing when things are moving at this pace. So again, if you have a guest room, if you'd like to have a Dixie, Dixie really needs a place to cry. Oh, don't talk about yourself in the third person. That's creepy as fuck, isn't it? Are you tired of hiding who you are from your healthcare professionals? I want to tell you about my acupuncturist, Dr. Marcos, because not only is he a member of our community, he's really good at his work. He's got multiple Bay Area locations, and his business is called Needleplay Acupuncture. Kinky, right? Needleplay Acupuncture was made by and for the kink leather and LGBTQIA plus communities. We deserve to have our whole selves treated because feeling great, playing hard, and having spectacular sex can be health goals too. Dr. Marcus's table is a sanctuary where all are safe to receive treatment, where the stories told by our scene souvenirs are welcomed and encouraged, and our injuries are treated so we can get back into the dungeon. Needleplay specializes in transgender-affirming, kink-aware, and trauma-informed care that is sex and body positive. They offer expertise in transgender care, from HRT enhancement to hair growth support back pain, muscle pain, injuries, digestive issues, libido issues, mental health, inflammation, graceful aging through microneedling and cosmetic acupuncture, and more. We know it wasn't a golf injury, and you can tell Dr. Marcos about that new heavy flogger that tweaked your shoulder. I saw him recently when I threw my back out, and I was in a lot of pain. And an hour later, not only was I feeling better, but I felt like I'd spent time with a friend who let me be me. And for a limited time, use the discount code MAYIHAVEANOTHER. It's especially for body storytelling listeners, and you'll get 25% off. It's holiday time, and an acupuncture certificate is the perfect gift for your dominant, your metamors, or for the self-care you need for those exhausting family gatherings. 
Like I said, I'm a patient and I can't express how highly I recommend Marcus's work. I feel so much better and I finally feel like this is it. I can be me with my healthcare professional. And I want that for you too. There are links to Needleplay's acupuncture site, Instagram, and TikTok, and more in the show notes. You want to know the best holiday gift you can give somebody? Tickets to body storytelling, because I'm on tour, starting in January. We kick it off in Baltimore on Friday, January 19th, and Saturday, January 20th at the Bluebird Baltimore. And not long after that, we're in Pittsburgh, and tickets are on sale on City Winery's website right now. We're also very close to confirming dates in Philadelphia, Nashville, New York City, Atlanta, and more. And right after that, Boston, Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis. Things are starting to come together, y'all. The more you buy tickets, the better your Christmas is going to be, the sooner we're going to get to hug each other in person. You can go to the Body Storytelling website right now, click on On Tour, and you'll see the ticket links. Well, this week we have a story from somebody who lives in Portland who traveled all the way to Seattle to perform on Body's stage last year. Leah took my workshop, How to Be Fascinating, and it was obvious she's a great storyteller. So I wanted to put her on stage as soon as possible. So let me tell you about our storyteller. Leah Carey is a sex and intimacy coach and the host of the podcast, Good Girls Talk About Sex. This work was not an obvious choice for Leah. Growing up with an abusive father, she learned to be a very good girl, which translated into significant sexual repression as an adult. Always convinced that she was the problem, not pretty enough, not smart enough, not sexually skilled enough. She dreamt of great sex, but assumed she would never experience it. Then at age 43, life threw Leah an opportunity to challenge her old beliefs and finally move her beyond the mythology of the good girl. You can listen to her on her own podcast, Good Girls Talk About Sex. There's some links in the show notes for her sex and intimacy work and her podcast. This storyteller is Leah Carey. Thank you for the warm welcome. (laughs) The first time his butt rubbed against mine, I thought it must be a mistake. The second time his butt rubbed against mine, I thought, that's interesting. (laughs) The third time his butt rubbed against mine, I realized we are in a full-on ass-on-ass flirtation. I was at an event put on by Sex Positive Portland called the Massage a Trois. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's an erotic massage event where you get into groups of three people and each person gets to give and receive four-handed erotic massage. It's pretty damn awesome. (laughs) So it was actually a really big deal that I was in this room at all because I spent the first 43 years of my life thinking that I was supposed to be a really good girl who was not really allowed to have any relationship with my own sexuality. 
<laughs> but behind that good girl facade, I was having so many bad girl thoughts. <laughs> My favorite fantasy was of an older gentleman who was a couple inches taller than me and who just had this really strong, masculine energy telling me what to do. And I had to obey or I would be disciplined. But I had never played any of these fantasies out because I was so busy having absolutely no sex at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I had begun this sexual healing and awakening journey. And here I was in this room filled with naked breasts. <laughs> and dangling dicks. <laughs> and, and I had been to this event once or twice before, and um, there were usually about 25 people there. And it was in this really large, um, finished basement of the host, uh, his house. And he would put in eight or nine massage tables, and... There would be like three or four feet between them, and it was lovely. This particular night, the event was wildly oversubscribed. And there were like 40 or 42 people in the room, and they had to jam in as many massage tables as they could to accommodate all of the attendees, which meant that there was now like 18 inches between each table, which is how I came to be asked to ask with the man behind me whose face I had never seen. So I'm standing here with this body in front of me, the first woman in my triad has gotten on the table and I'm so excited to touch her and to feel that energetic, sensual play between us. And I rub my, I coat my hands in coconut oil, and I go to put my hands on her and to feel the swell of her hips and the dip of her waist and the mounds of her breasts. And all I can think about is the guy behind me <laughs> whose ass is rubbing against mine. So he and I dance. And when the host calls for the bio, the 15 minute bio break, I finally get to turn around and see the face that goes with the ass. <laughs> He is a couple of inches taller than me. He's got real scruffy beard, and 
he's got this really strong, masculine energy. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And I say to him, I've met your ass. What's your name? (laughs) And he tells me his name is Ray, and we talk for a couple minutes, and then I have to make a beeline for the restroom. When I come back into the room for part two of the event, I am not thinking about him anymore because um, we you know, mix up our triads, we go to different tables, really wasn't thinking about him. But somehow, we ended up ass to ass again. <laughs> and so we spent another 45 minutes doing the dance. And by the end of the event, I was more exquisitely aware of my ass than I had ever been in my entire life. So at the end of the evening, we give each other a big hug and go our separate ways. But the next morning, I couldn't stop thinking about him. And so I sent him a message. Hey, Ray. I really enjoyed rubbing asses with you last night. (laughs) And almost immediately, he messaged me back to say, it was the highlight of my evening. I hope I get to see you again soon. Well, soon came sooner than either of us anticipated because we were once again in the same room together seven days later for another sex-positive Portland event called the Blindfolded Sensual Dinner. And at this event, there's this big buffet of all of these different foods, different textures, different tastes, different temperatures. And you fill your little plate with the foods that appeal to you most. And you go into the event space and you put the plate in front of you, and you put a blindfold on, and people wander around the room and use the food to create sensual experiences. So maybe somebody takes some chocolate sauce off my plate and rubs it across my breast and then licks it off. Maybe somebody else takes a strawberry and puts it in their lips and then leans in to kiss me. And throughout this entire really hot, sensual evening, Ray and I keep locking eyes. At the end of the evening, I'm walking around trying to find my bras and my my underwear and my pants and my water bottle. And I turn around, and there's Ray. And he's got that, I'm going to kiss you look in his eyes. But instead, he says, 
I'm not going to kiss you until you tell me how much you want it. (laughs) My knees go weak and I have to regain the power of speech. Oh my God, please kiss me, please. And his lips crush against mine and our tongues continue the dance that our asses began the week before. And there was not a moment of doubt that we were spending the night together. (laughs) So we sit down to have our pre-sex negotiation. And I say to him, I don't have penis and vagina PIV intercourse the first time I play with someone. And that's always a bit of a dicey thing to say, because what if they're like, peace out, it was nice knowing you. But Ray just accepted it. And throughout our negotiation, he said several times, So we're not having intercourse tonight. And in somebody else's mouth, I think those words would have sounded like coercion, trying to get me to change my mind by wearing me down. But in Ray's mouth, those words were very clearly planting the seed ever deeper and deeper and deeper into each of our brains so that when we got hot and bothered later, we would both remember the boundary. Our clothes come off. There are fingers and tongues everywhere. And I start moaning, I just want you inside me. And he says, no. We're not doing that tonight. And having a man hold a boundary so that I could push up against it and want it so badly is the fucking sexiest thing I may have ever experienced. So Ray and I play for a few hours and you know, I suck his dick, his fingers and and tongue are all up in my pussy and There have been multiple orgasms. And finally, it's like 3.30 in the morning and it's time to get a little sleep. And so I curl up in his arms. And just as I am about to drift off, he leans in and whispers in my ear, you don't have PIV on the first date, but tomorrow is day two. fucking hell, yes, please. (laughs) So we wake up a couple hours later with the sun (laughs) and the condoms come out and he enters me and it's like our bodies fit together 
perfectly. And regardless of how incredibly tired I am and my body is wrung out, he manages to coax another orgasm. And as we're laying in the afterglow, he says, you know, I wonder if you would be interested in doing some subby play. <laughs> um, did you read my mind? <laughs> and how did you know to ask me that? And he chuckled and said, you like having your hair pulled? You like having your arms pinned. You enjoy being met with strength and control. And I enjoy playing that way with you. It was on. <laughs> Over the next two weeks, Ray and I spent pretty much every available minute in bed together. And I finally got to experience all of those fantasies from my earlier life. I got to discover what I enjoyed, some things I didn't enjoy. But my very, very favorite thing was that Every time I did something that pleased Ray, he would say, huh, that's a good girl. <laughs> and those words no longer felt like they were suffocating me. They felt like they were expansive, like I could step into this new way of being. And any time I got a little sassy, Ray would say, oh, you're a bad girl, aren't you? And somehow those words were even more delicious. The time that I spent with Ray opened the doors for me to this new way of living in the world, a way that wasn't built on right and wrong, but a world that was built on my pleasure, that I could follow my pleasure wherever it takes me and however I get there, and that I don't have to be stuck in this box of the good girl or the bad girl. Because it turns out, I can be both.
song was All the Good Girls Go to Hell by Billie Eilish. I want to say thank you to some smart cookies. Thank you to Travis, Samantha, PG, Corey, Richard, and others who have just signed up for Body's Patreon at the $25 and up level. Because they got so much body, I call it the all-you-can-eat package. It includes 16 full live stream shows, 40 plus hours of body. How many stories is that? I can't even do that kind of math. But if you sign up at patreon.com slash body, you can get that and more. And not only that, you'll be helping us go on tour because money is really tight right now. I can't seem to make a living in San Francisco, so I'm hitting the road and bringing the show to you. And that's expensive. So anything you can do this holiday season to help get us to your city is greatly appreciated. If Patreon's not your jam, then we also have PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, and more. Just contact me. I'd love to help you figure it out because you wanting to help body is what's keeping me going these days. Sign up for Patreon or send us a donation this holiday season and you can ensure body's going to stick around. Thanks in advance for considering it. Isn't it amazing how quickly our time goes each week? That's it. But before you go... I would love this one thing, if you're willing to. Please write me a review wherever you listen to podcasts and can leave reviews. That kind of keeps me going. I wake up in the morning, I read your words, and it makes me go, what I'm doing is important. 
Many of you send me fan mail privately, and I love that too. But when people are trying to decide what podcast to listen to, reading your review is going to mean they give us a chance. And that means we stick around because people are listening to us. Thanks in advance for considering that. Oh, also subscribe and rate those things as well. And while I'm thanking you for that, let me thank the team that makes this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Royland James, and podcast producer Roman Den Haudiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. This has been episode 283 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll be-